I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, 3-5-2 in the last 10 games for Vegas. I think we can all understand regression, and they were off to such a flying start this year. Is it all regression or, or you know, injuries? How is how is the last 10 games different, if anything, uh, than the previous 10? Yeah, I mean, I think regression is definitely the biggest part, and, and not just in the win column, but just their shooting percentage. Their PDO was through the roof to start the year. Um, they were finishing at an incredible rate. And part of us wondered, maybe is this just – is this team just really good at finishing? Because that's what happened in the playoffs is their finishing rate was, was incredible and it just carried on into the season. And then it finally crashed back down to earth here over the last 10 games or so. And I think they've still been playing good hockey. They just haven't been scoring goals. Um, and and I, I, I wrote about it last night and I just think <clears throat> this team has stayed within its structure better than I think most would in a stretch like this. And that's held them in games and it's allowed them to stay above water because if you look at the amount of goals they're scoring, their record should probably be worse over the last few few uh, weeks. But if they, they haven't given up a lot of goals. They've stayed within their structure. They've stayed patient. They haven't forced things, um, gotten impatient because they aren't scoring. And that's kind of allowed them to be an okay team while they're scoring at a really, really low rate um, over this last little stretch. One thing they have done, uh, you know, if we go back to the beginning of the month, they beat Avalanche uh, pretty handily, beat the Jets. And then, you know, they lost to, to the Washington Capitals, but the Capitals were playing very well then. There have been a few stumbles, but, but mostly when they when they lose to a team, for the most part, the Kings are playing fairly well, as an example. Uh, and, they, you know, the, the Penguins have played well. Uh, they beat the Stars. Um, I I think when I watch Vegas, I, one thing I always see is a, a a team that doesn't give up on any play, and they're aggressive, and they are hard workers. Often that's a reflection of the coach. He's still doing a hell of a job there, isn't he? Yes, Bruce Cassidy has been brilliant. Um, he's he's been that way since he got here, and it's just continued this year. And he's when I when I talk about a team staying within its structure and staying patient. To me, that's a huge reflection on Bruce Cassidy and the effect he's had on these players. I can remember at points last season when they went through some tough stretches, he would keep harping on them after games. Well, we gave up a goal, and then we let it turn into two or three because we tried to get it all back in one shift right after that, and we forced plays, and we, we gave up goals. We didn't make them work 200 feet to get to the to the net. And this year they've done a much better job of that, and that's why you see they, they win a close game in Dallas. They... They held the Flames last night. Um, they, they got it to overtime despite not getting many chances themselves. And that's just the defensive structure of this team. That's the They, they scored a bunch of goals in that playoff run, but the, the identity of this team is the tight zone defense that they collapse around the front of their net. They don't let you get any shots from in the slot, and that leads to really impressive numbers for their goalies. And the goalies have been good, but I think the team defense around them deserves just as much credit as the goalies do. And that's what this team leans on. Um, when they're scoring goals, they're really, really hard to beat. When they aren't scoring goals, like right now, um, they're still not an easy out, but but they can be had. Jesse Ranger, our guest from The Athletic on Sports 1440 and the Lowdown with Low Tide. One of the themes in Edmonton as Vegas shows up is that a lot of changes have happened in the organization since the playoff loss to the Golden Knights, and many believe the loss to the Golden Knights is a reason for it. They restructured their deployment defensively. Uh, there was a lot of pressure to get off to a very good start, which did not happen in Edmonton. They end up firing uh, Jay Woodcroft. The Golden Knights have been on a roll, like really for, uh, since expansion, really. But what I notice is they are the most aggressive team 
I've ever seen in NHL history when it comes to offloading players for cap purposes or whatever the reason. Do you think their success in that area is likely to produce copycat teams and we'll see more aggression from teams aside from Vegas Golden Knights moving forward in personnel decisions? I, I, you have to think it'll at least a little bit. I don't think the league's going to go crazy and it's going to turn into the NBA where we see every team completely turning rosters over every offseason. But I do think that, that there has been maybe some fear from GMs in making big trades and, and you look bad because you take on a big contract and you give up a young player and it's, it puts you into a vulnerable position when you make a blockbuster trade. Like, like the, the Eichel trade is a perfect example. It looks great now, and he, he was probably the biggest reason they won the Stanley Cup. But when that trade was made, he was coming off a neck surgery. There, were, there, were, there was talk in Buffalo that maybe he isn't the best teammate. There wasn't any guarantee that that was going to work out. And they gave up Alex Tuck, a really good young player, a first-round pick, Peyton Krebs, um, former first-round pick. That was a really risky deal, and it ended up paying off. And I think that because it paid off, maybe some GMs will be more willing to, to put themselves in those vulnerable positions to try to win it all um, in the future. And I, I don't think every GM will, but I do think that maybe some GMs will think, well, maybe that's not as risky as we thought. Look at what they do. Even when they make a move that doesn't quite work, they find a way to get out of it. They find a way to, to maneuver. So, yeah, I think, I think the aggression maybe can be, can be copycatted a little bit, but – I also think they also have caught something in a bottle with the expansion draft and all these players. So maybe copying everything they do isn't the best. Yeah, that's a great, <laughs> great point you make. One, one thing I love about Vegas Golden Knights, and it's been the case really since the start, the, the defense is, is really strong. Uh, I, I mean, it is, it is almost always at least four deep and often six deep. We saw it in the spring in the playoffs. Uh, and and right now they're they're you know noodling and moving guys around and there's some injury issues but still when you've got Petrangelo McNabb uh, I, I really like White Cloud although he's struggled a little bit and played only eight games this is a this is a damn good team defensively it is it is they are and they are what what makes them I guess their biggest strength on defense is like you said the depth and the trust Bruce Cassidy has their bottom pair when everyone's healthy is, is Nick Hagen Zach White Cloud and it's probably the best defense bottom pair in the league and. Cassidy deploys them just like he would the top pair of Petrangelo and Martinez, and that allows some of the workload to be taken off their veteran guys like Petrangelo and Martinez and, and Braden McNabb. Chase Theodore, who's out right now, is obviously their most dynamic player back there. But, yeah, they're just they're really deep. And this year they, they might be even deeper than six because Braden Pahal and Ben Hutton have been asked to play quite a bit this year, and they've played really well. So they're arguably eight deep at defense, and, and that's a good spot to be. This team – like I said, they're built around that. They they have big, strong, not not just big in terms of weight, but they're just rangy. And they play that zone defense where they, they build a shell around the slot. And because they're so long and rangy, they just you can't get pucks through the slot. You can't get them into the dangerous areas. And to me, like I said, I think that is what this team hangs its hat on at the end of the day. It's it's such an interesting roster to look at. And, and sometimes – not even when I'm bored. Sometimes when I'm actually just, you know, engaged and thinking about life, I I look at this team like William Carlson claimed in the expansion draft from Columbus, who, you know, haven't gone anywhere since, and has, you know, I don't know if people realize that five on five this year so far, 3.52 uh, points per 60 among forwards who have 200 or more minutes. He trails only Matthew Joseph uh, in Ottawa, which he's playing a different role. But Carlson is playing big minutes, heavy minutes, playing well. And, I mean, he's, he is just a ridiculous hockey player. 
and he was available not for free, but the cost of an expansion pick. Yeah, actually, the Golden Knights uh, got a first-round pick to take William Carlson from Columbus uh, so that they could protect Mercy because I believe it was. Uh, he was, he was on Crazy. The block. But, uh, yes, he's – I mean, Carlson, to me, if we were to hand out MVP awards at this point in the season, he is the MVP for the Golden Knights. He's been so good. He's he's always on the right side of the puck. He's their most responsible defensive forward. He gets all the, the hardest shifts in terms of defensive zone shifts. He doesn't get – he, he kills a lot of penalties. He doesn't always get the most offensive opportunity. And then what makes it even more impressive, the way he's producing, is that Carlson has not been afforded wingers like Mark Stone and Jonathan Marchessault and, and the top scorers on this team. He's played most of the year with guys like Michael Amadio, Paul Cotter, Brett Howden. Not bad players, but certainly not electric scorer so he's kind of had to drag that line along he's had to drive all the offense and he is and and he's getting the most out of those type of players and it's really helping because the top six that probably has more offensive talent hasn't produced as well as the golden knights would like so carlson coming in and, and dragging that third line to being one of the better on the team has been a huge help shay theodore what what's going on with him and and uh how does he look and when will he play yeah we don't know um it, it the, the fact that they put him on IR and they called Caden Korzak up tells us that he's going to be he's going to miss a few games. Um, Bruce Cassidy didn't sound overly worried that it was going to be really long term, but I think he's probably in the week to week category. Um, and and he's obviously a huge huge missing piece for this team because as good as their defense is um, and as deep as they are, they really only have one guy that does what Shea Theodore does, and that's he's a dynamic skater. He can skate the puck out of his zone whenever he wants. Um, it breaks the four-check pressure so well, and then he's obviously the quarterback of the power play on the other end. And and they don't. Alex Petrangelo is a great defenseman, and he's probably their best overall defenseman. But even he's not as dynamic offensively as Theodore is. So um, as long as he's out, it definitely hurts him. Uh, Jesse Granger, our guest, covers Golden Knights and goalies for the Athletic, uh, NHL Network TV correspondent. And your your Twitter photo, you've got a friend with you <laughs> there. Uh, tell us a little bit about your friend in that photograph, if you would. Yeah, I had a I had a great summer vacation. I went down to Cabo and I was uh, walking along the water on the docks, and there was a guy there with an iguana, with a cowboy hat, and he he uh, set him on my head and on my shoulder, and I took some photos with him. It was a great time. <laughs> now, if if that iguana could play defense, Vegas would sign him, right? For sure, and and Bruce Cassidy would make him into a hell of a defenseman <laughs> with that zone system he employs. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Enjoy the game and appreciate your time. 